0: I think that year off of football really, really helped me let go of that stuff and really just helped me start over. It's part of the reason I changed my number. It's part of the reason I cut my hair. I just needed to start over. I don't want to tell them, hey, change the way you play, because that's the one thing that I felt was done wrong on on my side of it. People just trying to tell me to change the way that I played. You can't change that. I can't tell you, hey, make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready. And then the starter goes down. And I go out there and I pee in my pants, <laughs> right? Because right. now, now when I come back and I say, hey, make sure you're ready, they're like, man, you weren't ready.
1: Welcome into the lounge, coming off a big win. You you know what?
2: You didn't do the big big did we not? win. I don't think we did the big win last week. <laughs> the big. <laughs> yeah. We didn't do it. Did we do it the week before? I can't remember if we did it two weeks ago, but I don't think we did it last week. So maybe we we put it on hiatus for the time being. Oh, it's a three game win trick.
1: Just retire it, man. Maybe. maybe it's a retire. Well, anyway, coming off a big, I'll just say it normally yes. win in atlanta did you
2: scope out some did you make super bowl reservations oh yeah first? that's what i spent my entire time down there doing. thank I'm you going right, around good. there scoping out the spots getting the reservations skip the game just spent my time scouting around there to yeah. figure out where we're going to go when we go back for the super bowl perfect yeah what finger are you going to put your ring on this time? i know i'm sizing them up that was my biggest question when i came in here on monday that was
1: literally the first question <laughs> i walk into monday you're sitting at your desk what finger am i
2: getting my ring on <laughs> Oh yeah, feeling good here in the lounge. Drinking
1: the Kool-Aid, cool. baby. Yeah, Three-game
2: winning streak. Here we go. And uh, I think the Ravens have a real shot in Kansas City. Um, I'm, I'm not just. I'm not just spoiling I. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, obviously, the Chiefs are really, 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 no, really not, good. I'm Your not play, saying it's an
1: easy right, job. Right, you're playing at their place. It's going to be a tough game. But I think the Ravens are going to give yeah. them a run. For yeah. For sure.
2: So we're going to get into an interview with uh, quarterback Robert Griffin III. But before we do that, we've got an email here. That, here. This is from Kevin in Rhode Island. And the question is, I first want to say I'm a huge Joe Flacco fan. I thought this year was the year for Joe to make a huge comeback. Now I see that this team must keep going with Lamar if we're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm always a supporter of Joe no matter what. And whatever happens in the offseason but it's a new era now thanks for everything you guys do we've talked a lot about lamar versus joe and we've discussed this and i think both of us are on the same page with kevin here i think that it should be lamar for the rest of the way yeah and we'll see well,
1: bar barring any kind of like big collapse i think oh know? well yeah. yeah i mean if he were to go out in kansas city and just it's just really really bad then i might be singing a different tune but
2: i don't expect that to happen i've seen nothing to suggest that that's going to happen
1: no no, yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, Lamar's so young in his career that like this will be his first ever. I mean, Atlanta was his first road game, and I'm using air quotes right now because that stadium looked like it was about half empty. It'll um, be a much more challenging atmosphere. Much this week. more challenging atmosphere. Much colder temperatures. Um, it's it's gonna be a, a challenge. And so, you know, I, I agree. I I think that Lamar will be and should be the Raven starter from here on out. Yeah. um but i'm just saying he's so young in his career that you don't know what can change right now the ravens have a real chance and and uh, you know there's a an up chance i think that joe Flacco can start another
2: game for the ravens sure sure um the good thing is the ravens have three good quarterbacks and we're going to get a chance to talk to one of them today but yeah. before we do the interview with Robert Griffin the Third we, we got to sh- give a shout out to our friends from Bose
1: yeah the baltimore ravens rely on Bose QC35 headphones too to block out distractions and focus on what matters most, we should get we should get Lamar a pair for the game. All the noise and arrowhead oh, block out the distractions. Block out the noise. You think you that go. works. <laughs> there you go. They should put these in helmets. <laughs> the same powerful noise-canceling technology helps you concentrate on your music, your work, or whatever you're passionate about, including playing quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. There Rangers. you go. Learn more at www.bose.com/ravens. Those the official headphones of the Baltimore Ravens. Very nicely done there, Ryan. Thank you very much. All
2: right, so now let's go ahead and welcome in quarterback Robert Griffin III.
1: i got to start this off by saying these might
0: be my favorite socks that you've worn so Ooh. far. <laughs> Describe the socks for us, okay, for the listeners so out there. I'll try to be as descriptive as possible. Okay. Basically, it's a Captain America shield. Baby blue sock with white wings on the sides.
1: That's the best. The wings are fantastic. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever seen
0: socks with actual wings on them. I like to keep the guys on their toes. I think the people in the cafeteria, you know, the workers, they love the socks more than anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) They try to vary it every now and then, but I have to bring back some of the ones they like the most.
1: (laughs) Which are their favorites? I think these
0: ones are are their famous. I have some Harley Quinn uh, socks with basically the the same uh, layout, but with, like, the Joker uh, ears coming nice. off with oh, the little dangly cool. balls on the side. Um, they love those as well. So, you know, try to vary it a little bit. The team ha. likes the Goku, Dragon Ball Z, Frieza type socks. So. Okay.
1: I have a dozen more
0: socks questions.
1: No, <laughs> I do have one now. <laughs> When you when you know where to get good socks how mm-hmm. often are socks good stocking stuffers for you around Christmas time like are you dishing out the socks and other people's stuff
0: stock- I did time? I used to um, back in 2012 13 and 14 I would uh, do the socks as, as, as uh, the stocking stuffers but mm-hmm. I haven't as much lately okay and for me people it's hard for them to find socks that I that I don't have uh, mm-hmm. just because I have such a I would say, weird collection of socks. It's not It's not just all snowflakes and butterflies. It's, it's some weird stuff. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy it.
2: Nice. Cool. So, uh, Robert, you're coming off a game. Let's uh, talk a little football as much as I'd love to just keep the conversation <laughs> on, on socks. You're, you're coming off a game where uh, you played a big role in the win. You got out there with Lamar, was going through the concussion protocol, and mm-hmm. uh, that was your first time being back on the field in a real game for an extended period of time right. um, in about a year and a half. How much fun was that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a blast. Um, I think when I stepped on the field, I just tried to keep it about what was going on in the mm-hmm. game and keeping the, uh, the momentum on our side and go get points, go score. Um, and then after I got off the field and after the game, I was able to look back on it and kind of say what everybody else was saying about how it's been a while since I've been out there for significant snaps in a meaningful NFL game. And um, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was a blessing. Uh, it just speaks to all the hard work that's gone into it and the team taking a chance on me in the off season, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'm continue to make them right. Well,
1: when Lamar got kicked in the head by yeah. his own guy, um, did, did, <laughs> does like when you see him come come off the field, like does the adrenaline
0: start pumping? You're like, oh, but, oh, wow, like this is it, like here we go. I actually didn't have that moment because really? I didn't have a, an opportunity for the adrenaline to start pumping because I didn't know anything was wrong. None of us really did. Mm. Uh, quarterback coach kind of came to me and, and nonchalantly said, "Hey, you know, make sure your your <laughs> helmet with the the mic is near you just in case." And I'm like, "I don't know what that means." Right. So I go because <laughs> you have two I, you have two helmets. Yeah, I have two helmets. Okay. Because we do a lot of those two quarterback sets, right, right. so I can't be on the field with the mic in my right, helmet. Right. Right. I was only sense. allowed to have one there, but uh, so he comes, he tells me that, and I'm like, "All right, well, what's up?" He's like, "Well, they're checking on Lamar. He's going through the protocol." So I'm like, "Okay, uh, I know that I've been through the concussion." protocol and all the questions so I know it takes a little bit well as we're talking about this our defense is going three and out I'm like okay well I guess I should get up and start throwing the football (laughs) (laughs) so I I throw like four or five passes and now they've already punted and we're on the field so I look at the quarterback coach and he's like you're in I said all right (laughs) so there's really no there's no moment for me to to have that okay you know now it's coming it just kind of right. it kind of just happened that way and then I'm jogging on the field and I'm looking at my wife in the stands and I'm like all right well, let's go <laughs> right uh, so it was cool it was good to be in the huddle with the guys and and um, you know just see it from that perspective again uh, I have a real appreciation for everything since I've been out, I was out of the league for a year last year uh, it really makes you just cherish every single moment so although it was only one drive and it was uh, you know small beans compared to what other other people are doing or or you know what they may have done uh, that one drive, the 14 plays to lead us down and get some points was it was important for me in my career and uh, just important for my time here. Mm-hmm. You know, if I went out there and, and didn't do well or or, uh, you know, made some mistakes, then, you know, people are questioning, why am I here? Uh, so I was able to kind of squash all that stuff and just continue to build the confidence of my teammates and coaches. Well,
1: oh, It was important in the game, too. I mean, yeah. that was that was a big field goal drive. And a
2: long. I mean,
0: yeah, it like eight yeah I think that, that's like that. what I think the most important thing was. We got points and we took a lot of time yeah. off the clock. I think our defense was on the field for four plays in the third quarter. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's uh, amazing. you know, that they love it because they, <laughs> they can be fresh and, and go out there and play full speed every snap yeah. and, and continue to shut teams down. So I think that was important. But, you know, hats off to the offensive line, running backs, everybody. We ran a bunch of plays on that, and the receivers were ready when we threw the ball. You took a shot on that. touchdown <laughs> on
1: the, the throw into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a shot. <laughs> That's an NFL shot right there. <laughs> that was a, welcome back, buddy.
0: Yeah, couldn't really feel it, honestly, because I, I knew uh, you know we had a pretty good double move set up for Smokey and right. wanted to just give him an opportunity, so... Uh, you know, Bozeman came to me after that, and he said, hey, thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I made the, made the guy miss in the pocket. But that's right. what, we're all in it together, you know. As long as those guys continue to fight, it's easy for uh, myself, Lamar, Joe, to, to make those guys miss in the backfield. Um, so they kept fighting. I was able to slide up in the pocket and gave Smokey a chance. Mm-hmm. So we got to talk a little bit about Lamar, yep. obviously. And, uh, you
1: know, just – in general, what's been your take on how he's progressed from the time that you first saw him until now?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the NFL, the progression comes with just knowing how to be a pro. So uh, natural talent at times is going to take over, and, he's, and we're all going to make plays that only we can make. Yeah. Um, and I think Lamar's done a good job of trying to grasp that and how to be a pro, how to approach every single day, be the same guy every single day, call the plays. You know, be confident when you're, when you're calling the plays and in the huddle. Uh, and then his play, now that he's playing a little bit, I think that also adds to his leadership ability because now he's showing guys that, hey, look, I can do this. Mm-hmm. We can win games. You should listen to me. You know, it's, it's that type <laughs> right. of deal. So he, he has that backing now because we're 3-0 and and he's doing uh, some things well. But there's some things that he can obviously do better. And, and that's what I try to work with him on every single day just to, to help him continue to help him in the passing game. I'm not going to be able to teach Lamar how to run. <laughs> or get down. I can just <laughs> warn him. And I try to when he comes to the sidelines sometimes. Like, hey, man, take care of yourself. You know, Right. And he, so the game went on uh, last week. You could tell he was getting down a little bit sooner. Yeah. And, and making sure he wasn't taking some of those big hits. And, and I can't take credit for that either because, you know, people told me that when I was young. And I still try <laughs> to run through people. But um, I think he's doing a good job of, of balancing all those things while also – Getting more comfortable throwing the ball. You're like the little guardian angel on his shoulder. <laughs> I just, I just try, cause I, yeah. I just know, and you know, I don't want to tell him, "Hey, change the way you play," because that, yeah. that's the one thing that I felt was done wrong on, on my side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are just trying to tell me to change the way that I played, and you can't change that. He will grow into whatever he is going to become. Right. You know, don't force him to let that side of him go right now when he's 21 years old and, mm-hmm. and can do it. Right. You know? So uh, that's what I try to just speak to him. I'm not, I'm not trying to worry him or mm-hmm. make him feel like I'm, I'm coming down on him for doing something. This is like, hey, just a friendly reminder, get all you can, get down.
2: Right, yep. it's interesting. So was that something that you, you said that you don't think that, like you struggled with that earlier in your career? Was that a challenge like early in your career to figure out, okay, a lot of people are telling me you gotta change the way that you mm-hmm. play, you gotta get down. Do you think that that was to your detriment? Like, if you're trying to struggle with that when you're out there on the field figuring out, like, who am I? What type of player am I going to be? Like, does that hurt? hurt? Like,
0: yeah, I think it does hurt, and I think that's why um, this uh, this staff with Lamar and the way they've approached it is 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 very important and great for his growth because they're going to allow him to do what he does best while also not putting too much pressure on the things that he needs to work on, at least right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of thrown into the fire right away as a rookie. Mm -hmm. And although the offenses may have been similar, we weren't running the ball this much. And I dang dang sure I wasn't running the ball (laughs) this much uh, as Lamar Lamar is, is right now. And I think in one game I had 138 yards rushing, but I did it on like 11 or 12 carries. It wasn't a lot. And I think one of them might have been a big run or something. But yeah, um, so for me in my style, I was throwing it a little bit more and I was a little more polished as a thrower. Um, But I got hurt at Mm -hmm. the end of my rookie year. And I think that worried uh, a lot of people in that building that I was in. And that's when it came down like, hey, you got to change this. You got to change that. You got to change this. And um, I think it was to my detriment a little bit. But now at 28, I understand that. And luckily for me, those injuries haven't sidelined me and and made me slower or not as elusive i can still go out there and i'm faster now than i was when i was a rookie and and do those things so for me moving forward it's like yeah i know the player that i am now i progress as a passer in in pocket passing and everything prove that in the preseason prove that in my last couple years of playing and i want lamar to get to that point to where he can not only be a threat with his legs but he can also be a threat with his arm, and I'm not saying he can't throw right now. Mm-hmm. It's just he's going to continue to get better, and that's what you—that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to work on him with. Don't get complacent and think, "All right, I'm going to run 27 times a game and be okay." Mm-hmm. No, you want it to where you're running 10 times a game, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a couple scrambles, mm-hmm. and you're throwing it 30 times a game. Yeah. That's when you can get everybody involved, and then you get to the point where you're a facilitator, which is our job. Our job is to facilitate. I'm not trying to go out there and run all the time and then have everybody say, "Oh, he's the greatest of all time." You know. <laughs> right. I want to be the greatest of all time. Lamar should want to be the greatest of all time. But as a quarterback, they're going to say that when you can both run and throw at an effective level, and I think he's getting towards that. Yeah, and
1: I think too one thing about him as a thrower will always be that he can make a lot of off-schedule plays, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's not that I think that Baltimore fans and fans of the NFL in general think, like, a quarterback that's a good thrower has to be effective just on a five-step, seven-step drop in the pocket. Like, yards through the air, yards through the air. Correct. Whether and, and now, like, really the best quarterbacks that you watch, that I watch on TV and you watch on film <laughs> and or, or whatever, is, like, moving around in the pocket. Like, mm-hmm. inside the pocket movement is yes. huge now, way bigger yeah. than it used to be. So I f- I feel like... Lamar's going to take a lot of strides in that area, too, mm-hmm. of just being able to make plays in a different way than fans are used to seeing. Yeah, here. and
0: I think that's more so what it was. And in 2012 and 13, there's a, a crew of mobile quarterbacks that came into the league all at the same time, and we did it differently. Mm-hmm. So everyone says, oh, they're not going to last. Now, some of us have lasted. Some of us have been injured, mm-hmm. uh, myself, and some of us have gone on different journeys. But I'm only, I'm only 28, right? <laughs> right? So Lamar's 21, and as he continues to grow, yeah, that pocket movement is going to come, but he's going to do it differently than, I mean, I don't know if Lamar will ever be Tom Brady. <laughs> right. In and if, the, he, in, if he, he is, that's a that's
2: Probably not. right
0: In a sense of not Super Bowl wins and, right. and accolades, right. in a sense of Brady just does it differently. And Brady has done that his entire life. I, I just saw that he ran for 1,000 a a thousand right. yards. <laughs> in what, eight, is it 18 seasons? So, how many seasons? I don't know how many seasons right. it was. I mean, I ran for a thousand yards my second or third game in, in my second year in the league. You right, know? Right. So it's like, he's going to do it a different way than other people and people cannot come down on him for doing it that way. Hmm. Let him try to be effective the way he does it. And as he learns and goes on and sees, okay, well, I, I really can't do that mm-hmm. anymore. Now I'm going to do this because I've grown into it. I've got the repetition at it. And mm-hmm. I think that's important for His growth is, you know, just everybody on the outside understanding where he's at in comparison to where someone else may be running a similar play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lamar might run to the right and throw it to the left, you know, as opposed to stepping up in the pocket and throwing it to the right, mm-hmm. you know? Different things are gonna happen, but as long as he's effective, he should be fine. You, you mentioned his
1: leadership and what he's gaining as, uh, you know, now that he's 3-0, that he has kind of a more of a voice and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he strikes me as like a different kind of leader, certainly even that you are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're just so polished in everything that you say and do, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, like, I, even when you were at the Combine, I remember thinking that when I covered the Combine, you right. were there. Can you talk about how his leadership is different yet still effective in that way, and how you've seen that grow?
0: Yeah, I would say um, you know it's part of, of being the pro. Lamar says things a, a little bit differently, but I don't think he says anything that's uh, you know outrageous or flam you know so flamboyant that it's on the headlines the next day. Yeah, he's just uh, you know he's I just he's a kid. <laughs> I, I swear the way I I, I put it, you know yeah. Lamar's a kid. Uh, and, and not in a bad sense. You mm-hmm. know, he, he is real, he's, he's down to earth. Uh, you know, I'd like to think I'm down to earth. Mm-hmm. I just speak a little bit differently or say things in a different way mm-hmm. that may be more polished <laughs> to, the, uh, to, the, to, the, to what you normally hear. Yeah. Uh, his leadership style is, is similar to any guy that you would say, uh, you know, isn't very vocal. Omar's not the most vocal leader. He mm-hmm. doesn't really want to stand in the huddle and give a rah-rah speech, <laughs> yeah. he wants to go out and play. And mm-hmm. I think guys respect that. I'm mm-hmm. the same way, I've grown since I've been in the league, that at first I was that, I was that way, I didn't really talk much, I just played by, you know, led by example. Mm-hmm. Then you get to a point, well now they need you to talk. You know, mm-hmm. They need you to talk and you do that, and I think when that time comes for him down the road, he will do it. Yeah. Um, but now he has clout. Right. So he's played a little bit, he's had some success, um, and now guys are looking at him, and if he does say something, they're probably going to listen. Don't get me wrong, I know it's only been three games, but yeah. that, that's big when you're a rookie and you, ha- you're, you, you weren't the starter and you didn't play the majority of the year. Now you have that clout. Mm-hmm. Now as long as he does what he's supposed to do, shows up on time, you know, runs mm-hmm. the plays the right way, calls the plays the right way, makes his reads, he's above reproach. You know, I think that's important as a leader to be above reproach. I can't tell you, hey, make sure you're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure you're ready. And then the starter goes down and I go out there and I pee in my pants. <laughs> right? Because right. now if I, now when I come back and I say, hey, make sure you're ready. They're like, man, you weren't ready. Right? right? You right. didn't, you hadn't played the whole year. You hadn't played in a year and a half and, and you weren't ready, but you're preaching to me to be ready. Right. And I think that that's important to have that clout to be above reproach, to, to tell those guys. And when you do say something, actually listen. So I think that's important for Lamar now because he has that. Mm -hmm. Whereas before he was just a rookie out there, you know, maybe getting eight or ten snaps a game. Mm -hmm. Now he's starting. Now he's playing a lot. Now guys are going to listen a lot more.
2: I'm curious, when you came here, did you have to sort of think about how you conducted yourself off the field? Because there's this persona and you were – you rookie of the year and a Heisman Trophy winner and, and one of the faces of the NFL. Right. And you come here, and I'm sure a lot of guys, everyone knows you, and a lot of guys are thinking, how's he going to conduct himself? Like, right. is he going to be, this is about me? Right. Or was that something that you kind of had to think about from a leadership standpoint when you got here to be, hey, I'm just going to come in? Because every player talked about it. Like, even after the game on Sunday, I was talking to Nick Boyle, and he said, I really admire him because he came in and started working from day one and was sort of did it quietly. Right. Like, did you have to... Kind of think about how you present yourself when you first arrived.
0: Uh, I, I, you know, it's a difficult question to add, to answer because for me, I don't want to. I didn't want to come in here and be someone that I'm not, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to put on a facade, and and guys can see through that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, our BS meters are off the they're off the <laughs> wall. <Like we laughs> it could, all goes out the window we, in the locker room. We can see, like in the locker <laughs> room, like okay, this guy's totally BSing me. So I mm-hmm. didn't want to BS anybody. So I came in and just tried to be myself. What I was aware of was. Look, man, this is Joe's team. Joe's a starter. He's been a starter for forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's his team. They draft Lamar. Lamar is the future. Okay, so how do I how do I find my role within the team to be a leader, but not step on anybody's toes? Yeah, that's more so what I came in and understood because I had a feeling, you know, and they were honest. Had a feeling they were going to draft a quarterback. So I didn't know who it was, it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once it was Lamar, I looked at it like, man, okay, like I I think I can really help mm-hmm. help this kid. Yeah. you know. It'd be really successful faster, you know. And so for me, it was more so that where do I find my role? My role was work hard, uh, lead by example, which was easy for me because that comes natural for me. That's what I've done my whole life. You know, my military family and, you know, discipline and all those things. Finish what you start. So I just tried to come in and do that. Lead by example, work hard. Hey, Joe's not practicing today. All right, cool. First couple practices in training camp. I was leading it. I'm running it. Boom. Easy. No one said anything about it because no one needed to say anything about it I don't have to pound my chest and say yeah, I led them today. Yeah, that was me today I don't have to say that and I think that's why Boyle will say say things like that because I I Tried not to make it about me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's been about the team That's part of the reason I came to this organization because I knew they had an identity and that identity play like a raven What does that mean? I'm trying to figure out what it what it meant I think I know what it means now, and having been in those meetings and, and been here the whole year, that's been uh, really beneficial to me. So just wanted to show Coach, uh, Marty Morningwig, James Irvin, Steve Bashati, Ozzie, and uh, Eric DaCosta that them bringing me in uh, wasn't as maybe uh, a step out or putting their neck out as everybody might have thought it would have been mm-hmm. because of those things. Oh he's had success. Why would he come here and, and be a two, possibly a, a three? Mm-hmm. Why would he do this? You know, he's done this, he's done that, he's done this. I just want to play football. <laughs> I just want to help. And uh, I think that's kind of the attitude I tried to bring into it to wash all those other worries away. Can, can you take us, just rewind a little bit into your year off and,
1: and the decisions you were making then? I, I yeah. remember the Washington Post story talked about how you were legitimately debating. Becoming an Olympic athlete, right? um, Along with your Estonian heptathlete (laughs) heptathlete wife. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And um, so, can you just take us into that thought process? How close you were to doing that? I mean, I know fire or football is always like burn inside of you, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a fire inside of you, but how close were
0: you legitimately? Uh, I don't know if I was that close. Um, What happened was I was in Orlando training. (laughs) Oh, Come on, wow. Man. Oh, oh wow! Oh wow. is Siri's gonna Siri's gonna answer. The gonna answer <laughs> <the question. laughs> All right, I'll put my phone down now. <laughs> so yeah, I was I don't know if I was that close. I was in Orlando training at Tom Shaw uh, performance yeah. institute at Disney. If if you don't know, Tom Shaw is now the strength coach for the Raiders. Okay. Uh so when he when I was there he had already agreed to go with Gruden, but he was still working there. And they had a track coach there and my wife needed a track and a track mm-hmm. coach to coach her, so we got in touch with the track coach down there and um, he asked me, you know, I asked him if I could work with him as well. So as I'm training, I'm doing my speed. I wanted to make sure my speed was at a point that I was comfortable with uh, because there had been some doubt. Like, can he still run? Mm-hmm. Can he still do this? Maybe the injuries are taking a toll on him. Right. Uh, so I wanted to make sure when I showed up, you were uh, fast. I was fast <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I felt good. Yeah. Uh, so through that training, I got to the point where I'm like, man, I'm actually running faster than i've ever run uh based off of those times and how i felt and then i had to try out here with baltimore and you know they're saying the same things yeah i'm like all right well that's good you know as as long as i look fast to them and i feel good then it's then it's okay Mm -hmm. well it got to the point where after the workout uh now i was starting to to fringe upon man i'm out here training with justin gatlin and LaShawn Merritt, (laughs) and i'm actually you know i'm doing pretty good yeah so it got to the point where the track coach is talking to me about you oh, know well, well if this doesn't work out would you want to come and continue to train for another year to get ready to go and try to make it to the 2020 olympics mm. which has always been a dream of mine anyway i was a mm. foreigner hurdler you know i'm not going to go in all that but <laughs> um, you're good on the track <laughs> so i got a call from the ravens uh from ozzy and them and, and they offered me a contract and I'm sitting there talking with my wife, family, and, and the coach, and the track coach. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, okay, they offer me this. You know, it's an opportunity. There's a door. I can walk right through that door and go, you know, put it all on myself and, and bet on myself and, and make that happen. Yeah. And the track coach kind of just looked at me and he said, well, I mean, who else are you going to bet on? Mm. And I said, you know what? I got you. So I took the offer, which most would say wasn't a great offer. But <laughs> um, I felt like the Ravens had come to me twice, two years in a row. Not at the same time, because the year before it was, you know, right before the preseason. But yeah. they came to me two years in a row, and that was a sign for me that God wanted me to to go ahead and take that opportunity. There's an opportunity there. Why not go ahead and, and, and exercise that? Yeah. And I think it's the best decision I could have ever made. It's got to be hard, though, to, to reach probably the level that you want
1: to get back to, right? Like, I mean, you come here, and like you said, like, you're the number three quarterback. Like, to get back to being the number one guy, starter, face of the franchise, like— how do you approach that? Like, do you feel like, hey, man, it's it, it could take three years, and I'm fine with that. Like, it could take whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you had to know when you took the contract here that it was still going to be mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a mountain to climb.
0: Right, and and obviously initially when I first took the contract, it was uh, to be the two behind Joe. Right, and uh, you know through the preseason through everything. I was maintained as the two mm-hmm. and Lamar was doing the Lamar packages and that's why I was addressing. Right. Right. Um, you know so for me it was I understood what my role was on this team, mm-hmm. but that role could easily change, right yeah. So Joe gets hurt now you have an opportunity to play. right Something happens to Lamar now you have an opportunity to play. And right. I think those, those moments are what you prepare for for a guy in my in my seat, you know I'm not content being. A backup. I'm yeah. not content being a, a three or whatever it may be, um, but I do know how to exercise that role. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think any backup would tell you they want to be a starter, right? Yeah, sure. But they're not gonna go in there and make waves to try to become the starter. Yeah. How do you become the starter? You work your ass off. Yep. You work hard. You come to work every single day. You gain the trust of your coaches and your teammates, and that's how it ha- that's how it happens. Yeah. So for me, it was the long it was the long game that I was more focused on. Right. I'm 28. I think I can do this for another 15 years. So where do I start? Boom! Is this where I start? All right, this is a great organization, great coaches. Now I got to go prove it to them. I feel like I have. I'll continue. I'll continue to do that every single day. And, and moving forward, it's like I don't know. It could be next year. It could be the year after that. I don't know when it'll be. But I can tell you what, I'll be ready. Well, kind of the, the thing
1: is, I mean, you signed a one year contract, but if you're here next right. year and, and Lamar were to be the starter, I mean right. that's kinda of how it works with mobile quarterbacks, right? I mean you know you know, mm-hmm. like unfortunately you get have some risks with the rewards and right. injuries can happen more prevalent, whereas
0: a guy like you is even more valuable in that scenario. Right, just because because the offense that you can run with Lamar, you can run with me. Right. And I think that I think that's what people what you're getting yes. at. Yes. Um, and the, the good thing well, and I'm that, just saying like is, having a really good backup
1: yes, you know if under, that were yes, to be the case I understand <laughs> yeah. that too not just the style but yeah, like team, level
0: yeah teams are paying guys because they know that they need too deep exactly yeah, and, and now in today's league with the, the size and speed of the defenses and the defensive guys on that side of the ball uh, you need to yeah. right yeah. it's not just mobile guys that are going down it's non-mobile guys that are going down true and, uh, and I think that's what teams look at you gotta have two guys that you're like man if anything ever happens to this guy we trust this guy because yeah. typically, unless you're the Redskins, right. you don't have two guys go down in, right. in two or three weeks. It just yeah. doesn't happen like that too often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I get that. If you know if whatever was to happen on Lamar as a starter, yeah, I think there would be some value in them keeping me here. But I'm on I am on a one year deal, mm-hmm. so I don't know what the future may hold. But I just try to put my best foot forward so that whether it's here or somewhere else, uh, I've you know garnered enough interest and value that. They say, okay, well this guy can do it and he can do it in multiple in many different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you,
2: you have such a unique path because the the highs and the lows are pretty remarkable in a in a short time span. Um, do you when you kind of think back through your career, do you how do you look at it? Do you think of what could have been if I never get hurt? Do you look at it as, hey, this is just my journey and I'm happy to be where I am right now? Like how do you look at it? Um, and is it hard not to play, like, the what-if game? Because I'm sure that that kind of creeps in at times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't play the what-if game too much. Um, I would, I to be honest, I don't anymore. Before I did, um, you know, what if I got drafted by a coach that wanted me? You know, what if I got... <laughs> that probably makes a big difference. <laughs> what, what if I got, you know, the full my full rookie deal to prove myself, mm-hmm. right? Those are things that I asked myself before. Um, but in that year off... Uh, really it started when I went to Cleveland. I just tried to let all of that go. Mm. But really in my year off, I let all of it go because then it became to me, well, if I keep thinking about these things in the past that I can't control anymore. So oh, got your phone's going on, blo- Robert. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we got Siri, we got phone calls. I'm next here.
0: Financial advisors. <laughs> so if I continue to let these things in my past control what I'm thinking about now, I'll never get past them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, team, you know, I see things on, online. They're like, hey, would you go back to Washington? Would you do this? And it's like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm not holding any grudges. I'm not holding any grudges, and I'm not really focused on any of the negativity from the past because I can't I can't do anything about that. So I had to let that go. Because if I went out here and I'm like, man, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be the man. I'm supposed to be doing this, and I'm, I'm not getting any reps in practice? Right. Well, guess what? I wouldn't have been able to go out against the Dolphins in the preseason not practice all week and perform well. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do that right. because I would have been you know, throwing a fit or, or pouting because I wasn't getting any, any, any reps or doing it the way that I wanna do it. Um, so I think that year off of football really, really helped me let go of that stuff and really just helped me start over. It's part of the reason I changed my number. It's part of the reason I cut my hair. I just needed to start over, right? Everybody they, oh, it's number ten. Oh, it's the guy with the long hair. And I just needed to I needed to let it go. Doesn't mean I won't grow my hair back out. It doesn't mean I won't change my number back to ten. Mm-hmm. It just it was a symbolism for me to say i got to let that stuff go. doesn't mean I have to let go of the, the accolades that were accomplished or how I played because I've already proven that I can play at a high level in this league. It's a matter of how can I go out and prove it to the coaches and, and find a coach or a few coaches or an organization that, that's going to believe in me and the Ravens believe in me. And you know, that means a lot to me. So um, I think that's kind of the approach I try to take and, and not just look back at that and say, man, what if, what if this? I could do that all day. Mm-hmm. We could all do that all day in our mm-hmm. lives. Like, what if this happened? You know, what if I would have done this? What if I would have made this decision? But hindsight's 2020. Um, 20 But if you move forward knowing, like, I learned from whatever mistakes I made, and I got the lesson, now I can carry it forward in my life, and I'll be better from it. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the thing, too, with, you know, when
1: you first came here, you wanted to be called Robert, right? Like, yeah, yeah. RG3, like, you kind of shed RG3. Am
0: I, am I correct in that? Like I, that's what I, I was kind I, of told? Yeah, I, I didn't. It's just uh, what I try to tell people is people who call me RG3 are usually fans. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, guys in the locker room might call me RG3 because they're, you know, playing around joking. But I mean, the people who know me call me Robert, call me right. Rob, call me Griff, call me 3. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I was shedding RG3 because someone tried to say that to me in the preseason. Hey, have you tried to shed the RG3 label? Yeah. and I'm like, I don't think there's anything bad. Right. I, I don't think right. there's anything bad about the right. RG3 label, right? right? What is RG3? It's my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like my it's my it's not my like nickname is Swift or, right. or you know right. Cool Daddy or something <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we should start going to Cool good Daddy. Nicknames. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you might want to yeah, so, consider yeah, Cool yeah, Daddy. We're going you know next. what I'm saying? So, RG3 is my name. It's Robert Griffin III. Yeah. So I don't think there's a bad label about that, and I haven't tried to to necessarily shed it. But if I if, if you walked up to me and I asked you to call me by my moniker, you would think. A certain way about right mm-hmm. and I've never requested to be called RG3 <laughs> right, or you know really what corrected I mean? somebody or oh, something hey like hey that, Robert right? no 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 RG3 <laughs> Okay, you know, it just it doesn't come off the right way yeah. so I, whenever people ask me hey what do you want to be called that's the one thing I never say and the only reason I say it is because I, I just think it's it'd be weird right? yeah you know I don't know if Shaq's walking around telling people to call him diesel Right. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> for you at what point did you feel like I am? Did you I'm sure during that time off you're thinking at the start I'll get a job soon. The phone's right. going to the no phone's going to ring. 100%. It's only going to be a matter of time. 100%. Then uh, all of a sudden it's August and September and you know the months start rolling by. Are you thinking am I ever going to play again? Like at what point did it shift from the calls coming tomorrow mm-hmm. to I don't know if I'm ever going to get in the league again?
0: Um I would say it 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 is a tough question because Early in the year, like Joe got hurt with his back in the yeah. preseason, so I got a call from the Ravens. Right. Well, then later, uh, I had a, a trial with the, the I had a char- trial with the Chargers before that. So I'm like, okay, it's gonna start ramping up my experience. They're gonna look at me as a valuable piece, as a backup, possibly if not a starter, because mm-hmm. I wasn't in any offseason program. Right. So it's gonna happen. That didn't happen. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, first week <laughs> of the season. Nobody gets hurt. I'm like, okay, all right, oh, God.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, then the second quarter of the season, guys started getting hurt. Guys started going down. You know, I believe Aaron Rodgers got hurt, mm-hmm. right? And uh, um, I was expecting to get a call from the Packers, did get a call from the Packers. Uh, they wanted to see how it was gonna go with uh, Hundley. Right. And um, so then I'm sitting there uh, after all the guys have been injured and I haven't been getting calls. I think Deshaun Watson got hurt, mm-hmm. right? So I know for a fact, by watching the tape, Deshaun Watson and them were running the exact offense I ran in 2012 and 2013 in Washington, right? Same place. I'm watching, I'm calling the plays. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, man, okay, well, this would be a great spot if they want to you know, go for the playoffs and, and push for the playoffs. They decided not to do that. They brought in Brandon Whedon and a bunch of other guys. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, now what, what is this really about? Because it's not about playing ability because the guys that are getting these calls... Uh, and everything don't have more ability than I have. So why am I not getting that opportunity? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it did become, whew, am I ever going to be able to play again? Because maybe there is some, some bad connotation out there about who Robert Griffin III is or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, so That, then, that
1: moment's got to really hurt. I mean, that's got to cut to the core.
0: It's just different when you know, when you know that you can play. Right. You and know you're better. You know you're better and you know that, like I have something that I can offer this franchise uh, Mm -hmm. and and it's not negativity, you know, Um, that I haven't done anything illegal, I haven't broken any laws and you're not getting that opportunity, then it's like, okay, all right. So yeah, my wife's asking me, you know, maybe November, December, I'm going and working out, you know, I'm throwing there was a video of me throwing at palm trees at one point. <laughs> I've seen that one. That's uh, right, yeah. On Instagram, right? Because she, she was just like, I bet you can't hit that tree over there. So yeah. I just dropped back and I hit the tree. She's like, you she can't hit that tree. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, you can challenge me, but I can hit these trees. You know? <laughs> um, but she's, she's asking me, like, why, why are you even doing this anymore, right? Like, my wife enjoys me being home every day, mm-hmm. you know? I'm 27 at this point. I enjoy being home every day as well. I think any football player would say, man, if I could make all this money, play on Sundays, but be at home every day and not have to practice, I would do it, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you want to see your kids grow up. You right. want to spend time with your wife. Um, but I, I wanted to be playing. And she would ask me, why are you, why are you doing this? There's no guarantee that you're ever going to get back, right? There's no guarantee you're ever going to get back. And I just told her, I said, you know, I, I just know this is what God's called me to do. Because me being out of that, that whole year, I could have easily just said, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to go stop running, stop working out, stop throwing the football. But and it start to look like us. That's, <laughs> like, that's not Come good. On. That's not Come good. On. That would have been the worst part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I didn't say anything about that. But, uh, you know, I didn't do that. And I felt like that was my God's way of showing me, like, this is my passion. This is what I'm here to do. And I'm supposed to use my platform as a football player to, to help change the world. And that's, you know, that's just what I believe. And uh I think that kind of solidified it for me, and I found out what I needed to let go of and, and to be able to move forward and be a better player, and uh, I think I was able to do that. Awesome. Cool. Well,
2: we're glad that you ended up here. Yeah, yeah
0: for sure. You, yeah. Thank you so much for thanks joining for us, us, bud. No problem, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
2: All right, thanks to Robert for his time. Uh, he just a great interview, smart guy. Uh, always enjoy talking to him. He's just got such a unique story. I think I think that it's cool that he is kind of willing to discuss the highs and the lows of his career. Yeah. You know, some guys get a little sensitive if you're talking about the lows, but he, he's willing to answer those questions and talk about it and I think kind of embraces it.
1: Literally every time we talk to Robert, uh, whether it's a podium setting or just a conversation or whatever, like whenever I talk to him and then I talk to you, for, we're both there. We always walk away and we're like, Dude, that guy's so good. Yeah, he's great. Everyone he's says so that. He's so good. He's great. I mean, gosh, he just—he just—he really gets it, you know. And uh, he's an easy guy to root for. So I, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope he's here for a little while longer. Yeah. You know, I, he, as he said, Lamar's the future. If Lamar's the starter next year, I could very easily see a scenario where where Robert is his backup. And like I said, considering the injuries uh, to quarterbacks, it wouldn't surprise me if he saw action. I mm-hmm. mean. It'll it'll depend, I think, on what
2: interests other teams have this off season. I think that this much is clear. He's going to be in the NFL again next off season. He's proven himself uh, that he's a, a, at the very least a quality backup, and I think uh, he could start and win games for a team in the NFL. Completely agree. So before we leave, we want to thank our friends from Bose because, as you know, the Baltimore Ravens rely on Bose QC35 headphones too, to block out distractions and focus on what matters most. The same powerful noise-canceling technology helps you concentrate on your music, your work, or whatever you're passionate about. Go ahead and check out Bose.com slash Ravens. I'm going to use these Bose when I'm editing the podcast.
1: That sounds great. I'm going to use them when I'm blocking you out.
2: <laughs> you got to get a pair first. When you're
1: running your jibs in our office, and I can't concentrate on
2: what I'm trying to write. All right. Well, I need to go edit the podcast. Put on my <laughs> Bose headphones. That's enough from you. And we'll talk to you guys after a big win. Well, nice. Don't win. do it. Don't big, do it after a big win. After a Kansas- big
1: after a big nice win
2: in Kansas City. <laughs>